time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Online, just news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 287 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, great to have your company and great to have the company of Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. Good evening, Trevor. If only there was a show in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of work goes into this show and... I think the pre-show was is probably going to be as long as the show today. I may release the pre-show this week. <laughs> just just the first bit of it. I may yeah. release the pre-show. The, the black label. Do you think we should black release label it? edition of two? Blokes if we or? get enough tweets that want a censored <laughs> version <laughs> of, the, of the pre-show, I'll It'll release just be it. Be a long beep, wouldn't it? There'll be a lot of beeps in it, especially from you. You've got a bit of a potty mouth over there. <laughs> oh, I don't want to brag it to you, brother, but I was paying attention. Okay. Well, there was a lot All of right. beeps required. Anyway, yeah. we, had, we are here to talk tech news of the week and reviews. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. So there's actually, let's be honest, there's not some massive story around, right? It's... Um, it's, it's one of those of weeks where there's stores. a lot of little things. But I want to kick it off with drones. Now, yes, everyone knows we love our drones, but this is this is a bit different. There's a couple of stories this week. The first one is the Ehang 184. Now, this is the drone that we first saw CES 2016, so 11 months ago. Yep. It was sitting there at CES in the drone area as a kind Actually, of... 13 a, months ago, just uh, to correct you, mate. A block, what is, mate? <laughs> uh, true, yeah, I went one over, one under <laughs> instead of one over. Um, it was sitting there. It was a great idea. Got a yep. lot of publicity. Prototype. One and a bit months ago, it appeared again as a working prototype. Not that it flew indoors, but they had video yeah. of it flying and they talked about how many flights they'd made, how fast it goes. And it was, this is a real product. It now, was, and it was as popular, it was more popular this year than last year. Even though it was a year totally, old, it yeah, was yeah. more popular this year. Because they proved that it could fly. That's, yeah. that's an important thing there. And yeah, that's important and for a drone. Interestingly, what they, I got the sense from them that they were you know, very happy with it being a personal transport drone. So we're talking about a thing that has one seat yeah. in it. Automated. Can take 100 kilos. Ruling me autonomous. Out. Yep. Uh, so what was the what was the limit? Hundred kilo. Oh, I'm gone too. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. If I get the call, we'll have to have a special two blokes if version. I get the call. I'm gonna go to Danny Green and say, man, how do I? Or maybe I'll go to how a do jockey. I shed? Um, anyway, so big, massive blades. It's a huge, huge yeah. unit, right? So I thought maybe it's going to be for its first implication over the first five years is is transporting yep. couriers and packages and that, as they said, like organ donors and things. Yeah. No, no. No, today at some world government conference, some dude from the Dubai Transport Authority goes, yeah, these things will be flying in Dubai in June. Uh, and they released a, a video that has, a, you know, and I thought, you know, maybe just for deliveries or just for one one mm-hmm. guy. But no, released a video of a yeah. guy who basically kind of made out like he, he ordered the service and the thing flew to his office and he yeah. packed his bag. He just got in, in, didn't really get in. Just so you check the video closely, he's not in it. Is it actually like a dummy in the There's thing? No is it a real it. person? It's just the yeah, that, that's the, the footage showed nobody in it. I'm nobody thinking, in it, yeah. yeah. Probably Show me the people. At the time of film, they didn't have the red <laughs> regulations covered to do that. Uh-huh. So And then it, you know, flies to another destination. Yeah. And still the same concept is con- controlled um, via a central control center, yep. probably somewhere in China, where they want to control all the drones. It uses kind of 4G. It, it seems to go yeah. a long way. All these things so are it's happening. It's like air traffic control for the but, E-Hang. Like, this yeah. is real now, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm nervous that it's a massive Dubai publicity stunt. But well, even if it is, if they fly a few people, this is going to be revolutionary. This it, is it going was a to world be, government summit. They're not just pub talking. This, this is, this is, is going to be amazing. Yeah. So... You think about it, right? There's also talk of Nevada having passed some interim legislation that allows tests of this kind of thing. So, so that could be thing. next CES. Hello, that's the thing, though. It's 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 passing all the different countries' regulations totally. and their and their bureaucracy. But uh, this this is something. Well, we spoke about this at CES yeah. last month. So one of the things that uh, that I think we mentioned at the time was that. Uh, Uber did a white paper about the future of the business, yeah. and this was part of it. Hmm. So, if if this has been fast tracked in Dubai, and and hopefully successfully operates in Dubai, yeah, testing still going on. Uh, this could very well be 
the next mode of transport. This is the flying car has, has appeared. This is the flying car, as close as we're going to get anyway. That, that's why I wrote fly. I mean, it's not a car at all in any way, but that's why I wrote flying car well, in my, my story because close as you're it's as close as we're ever going to get, frankly. Yeah. Why, why would we now convert cars into flying things when we just have well, flying things that are unbelievable, right? But, but you, you go back to that argument, well, people thinking, where's my flying car? Well, you're going to have to fly them for a start, and where are you going to fly them? In yeah. the sky. Who's going to regulate all that? So yeah, Same thing. It's hard. So here, here is progress anyway in that direction. Oh, I, th- I think it's f- uh, just huge. This will be a massive, massive story when, when they great. do it, and there'll be a lot of cameras there because obviously uh, something yeah. goes wrong. Well, <laughs> Titanic, anyone? Made in flight? I mean, you know, <laughs> it would well, be good. How much testing have they done? Mate, they've done two. They, Plus, just by CS, they've done two hundred flights. As, as if you have a, take a close look at the E hang, okay? There is actually yeah. even though it's got four props, hmm. there are eight propellers. Yeah, so there must be some. So redundancy there is redundancy. Yeah, there would be redundancy there. So if one prop goes out, then they've still got seven others. Even if two goes out, they've got six, which would still be enough. Is, what if two goes out on one corner? Well, that I don't know. You, <laughs> these are the things. These you are scream the, to earth. If they the, rang me, which is clearly not going to happen, if they rang me and said, "Mate." We want you to come to Dubai. We want you to be first. Yeah. Firstly, I'd say I well, need I, was, I, was, I need a few extra shares. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> I say I'm just going to get in the sauna for three months yeah, and yeah. lose some weight. Um, and then I'd be right. Okay, talk me through the redundancy. Okay, <laughs> the parachute. Where are the parachutes? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't like it's you know a helicopter. You're like oh, I've got to run away quickly because the blades are still spinning. There's a lot of blades around yeah. you. Like the, just the, walking into the thing, I want to yeah, be careful. Exactly right, they're right. huge. Right, yeah, yeah. they lop very quickly. So, you know, what is there? I'm curious more than anything from a safety point of view for those on the ground than the person in it. What, what have they built into it from a redundancy point of view? I think they will need to explain that before this thing well, takes they, commercial They kind flight. of did. They, they have said that part of the, the command service, you know, the, how they pat- mm. patrol every one of them, they did say that there was some emergency contingencies in place. They oh. did say that it would obviously land immediately right. if it detected any kind of issue. Well done. I, I want to know more <laughs> than just that. So have you ever a been big parachute a, pops out of the top? You ever been in a chopper and the pilot tells you, you know, mate, don't worry. Like if you say, you know, just out of curiosity, what's the deal? He's like, you know, at a certain height, these things are these these things are crashable. You can basically control crash a chopper. Yes, because you, it's all about the height and different things, but. So I want to know that those things are still in place with this. I mm. want to know that you know people on the ground are protected because that thing coming down would kill multiple people. Absolutely, so that's their big challenge over the next five months but, is but to as, explain that. I think. As it would a helicopter, but the helicopters yeah. are flown and they've been around for a lot yes, longer than the, drones have. But that's a that's a possibility. Yeah, you know, God forbid. Totally. But as well, what I'm saying is pilots who get chopper licenses have to know and practice that of that course. technology. Here's an autonomous vehicle. That how does you're it in, do you're it? in someone else's what hands? What does it know and, yeah, and how does it all right. work? So that's pretty cool. Understand. Now, that that's that's on that is totally blown my mind in terms of yeah. you know future future thinking and where and we're we've going. Both, with you it. did a video. I did a video at CES. Yeah. So did you in front of the E Hang. We yeah. did we did our own video. So we've seen this thing in person. It's 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 for real. No 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 yeah. mucking about. This thing is for real. So then on a more personal drone level, a um, couple of things that, that I wanted to kind of update in terms of CASA. Now, one of them is, is old news for, for experienced pilots, but, but I think it's a good clarity that I, I've not, not had before around a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So CASA announced this week they're going to they're gonna release an app. I um, don't know what it's called. Let's call it Safe to Fly, although there is an app called that now. But basically it's an app that you load. It's got the CASA logo on it. And when you load it, it says, here's where you're standing and this is either good or bad place to fly. And there's a bunch of circles that that, that basically pinpoint the areas where you can and can't fly. Now, there's an app already called Drone Compiler, and there's a free version and a paid version. The paid version is amazing for uh, commercial pilots. You can log every flight. You can log the battery barcode so that you know the status of everything. It's an amazing app for logging things. But the personal one is basically just a map and a few other things. So what's going to happen is this company um, has volunteered, essentially, to build the app for CASA, use their technology, and and rebrand it. And it's fascinating fascinating because they've got um, heliports, aerodromes, main airports, everything listed here, mm-hmm. which you would you just wouldn't know they exist, mate. I mean, well, I look at this and I go, there's places here I've flown illegally. Like, yeah, full course. stop. Well, like, if you've flown off the headland, not over the beach, but off the headland of Bondi, illegal. Yeah. It's controlled airspace. It's exactly right. But th- th- that's one thing when I did my course last year, that was one thing that surprised me was how uh, much knowledge you needed to have reading a chart, doing those sort of things to know whether it's safe to fly Mate, and permitted to fly. According to this map, every bit of coastline down to La Perouse Isn't it, it below is 400 feet? Below 400 feet you can fly. Above controlled 500 airspace. feet and above is controlled airspace. Controlled airspace is what it says. 
So mm. this is interesting to, to have that information. But the other thing was the helicopters. Now, I've had this question slash debate with people over the years who say, like, you get narcs. Okay, when you, you fly somewhere and then some narc says, oh, you flew illegally there, there's a heliport. <laughs> is that how they talk? And I'm, yeah, I do. That's how they talk. That's, and then that's I right. say, listen, flee. <laughs> Um, and, and so you met, you met the guitarist out of the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> that his name? Lee. Lee. Yeah, that's his no, name. No, it's, it's just a standard slur. You know that you're, you're up with your music. Knowledge, oh, totally. You? I'm, yeah. I'm Slash is the uh, guitarist Slash, of Guns N' Roses. Right. I'm across that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I say, listen, yeah, my, my invite got lost in the, 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 um, the, the regulations around heliports are essentially, you know, you're in, Kilometer. you're in, you know, well, yeah. actually the, what, the, what I've been explained before now is that you're in control, right? They're, they're not an aerodrome. There's not a 5.5K radius, but you have to be aware, which is why your flight crew needs to be aware. Uh, but it's also why that you get your license and it's called visual line of sight. Yes. Because you've got to be watching your drone and watching every, uh, the, your surroundings. And CASA did, and you saw this when you did your, your course, but CASA did do an update to their 101 uh, regulations that, that talked about uh, ex- more exacting rules, which were around specific um, heliports, not all of them, so the Channel 9 heliport's not covered in this, by the way. Like, but the Westmead Hospital one is. There's a 1K but, radius. Yeah. 1K from a registered heliport. Hel- yeah. Heliport. Yeah. Not just a helipad. Yes. Right? I think that there's might a be the difference. difference with Channel 9. Well, there's a helipad, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, yeah. and then there's, a, there's a kind of radius. So the bigger radius, you can fly slightly higher. And then once you get out of that radius, you mm. can fly your full 120 metres. And that's, that's really important that those things are in there so that people can just be aware. So I think it's a great move from CASA. I yeah. know that apps already exist, but I think having the CASA logo on it makes people go, oh, yeah, it is, it is for real, you know? Well, you know what? There's a lot to know. There's a lot to know if you want to if you want to fly a drone and and do it properly and legally and safely. There is so much to learn, and, and I discovered that thinking, "Wow, I can't believe that you need to know so much stuff to fly the drone." Hmm. It really surprised me. Yeah. And and here are people who pull the little yellow slip out of the box and go throw that to one side. Yeah, right. I won't fly in yeah. the airport, and that's that's the end of it. Yeah. It's not the end of it. If you as we've been discussing, as you've been saying, there are so many things that you need to be aware of. The helipads are one of them. The heliports are one of them. Uh, whether you're in the if, if there if you're in the country if there's a the non like there's no tower at a, you know there's all these airfields different in the country airfields, yep. you got to be 500 meters to the left or right of the center line of the yes. runway and yeah. you got to be uh, within an angle of 15 degrees of the takeoff of, of each end of the runway and there's all a, this stuff I've got a map of this on eftm.com if people it. want it, it. Yeah. but it's it's crazy complicated it's yeah. a good news from Casa I think that they're uh, bringing out that app. And uh, and we'll cover that when it when it's released, but uh, that'll be a good one. If you are a drone pilot, there are plenty of apps out there now that you can get. Yeah. Uh, check out the details, eftm.com.au. Listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. What you should queue up right now, Trevor, is a little clip from the film Top Gun. Feel the need, the need for speed, which is exactly what you get with the Nighthawk M1. We've both been testing yeah. this device. That was my little link into no, this. That was good. It was solid. Did you like that? I was keeping can quiet you, in case I do can get you do, <laughs> Can you do a little Just bit of post-production case. on that one? Or? I'll probably forget. I'll, again, great. Can't wait for your tweets that I forgot to put the post-production in. <laughs> we are talking about the Nighthawk M1, which we've both had for a little while now, and... This is the what has been called the world's fastest mm. mobile router, capable of uh, gigabit speeds, uh, on on the Telstra four G network, up to four to up to one gigabit per second speeds, theoretically. Hmm. Uh, we've both had this for a little while. It is a bit larger than the normal. It's 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 square. It's it's almost twice the size as the old the old rectangular mobile routers, mm. mobile hotspots. It is it is a large device. It is, and but the thing with this is that it can it is everyone thinking. Well, I'm going to test the speed of this thing, which we both did. We were both around the city in all various places trying to get the fastest possible speed. I think you you topped out at what 340 megabits. 340 per megabits per which second is downloads. Amazing. I, I said I said in my story, it's it's so fast you might need to wear a seatbelt when you're using it. Yeah. So I've got 340, 328, 326, 313, 297, 295, yeah. 274. My, so best, my best was 293, 
and that was in Martin Place. I must have. Where did you get the three forty? Was it the top of Martin Place? Here's the really staggering thing about this, right? Now, what I did was I had my phone in a cradle, had the the hotspot on the dashboard, and I just drove around, just kept hitting the <laughs> test test well, were, button, right? In like a minivan, where? Yeah, I was in a minivan. <laughs> we Kia, were <laughs> Kia, Kia Carnival. Okay. Great car. Free um, Kia, good on you. Yeah, no, I'm driving <laughs> a Kia Optima now. Great car, GT version. Um, anyway, I'm so the Volvo S90. Today, oh, the, it's yeah. a great car, yeah, isn't nice, it? Nice, yeah, beautiful yeah. car. Um, so well, let me tell you, I'll, I'll look at it on the map here, mate. I'll bring it up. So the 340 was actually at the top of Martin Place at Elizabeth Street. Uh, okay, I did mine near the MLC Centre. Right, so that's, that's where I got my 293. So here's the thing. Then I got a two eight two a 328 right down the end of Hyde Park at near Elizabeth Street. Elizabeth Street's the real... Sorry, sorry Elizabeth Street and Liverpool Street. Uh, okay. Oh, right. So the other end of Way Hyde Way down the other wow. end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I got another 300 and something, again, Elizabeth Street and Martin Place. So I was on foot. You were in a van. I was walking around doing my right. tests. I was doing my I included, I, I've got to mention, I was actually in the Telstra building. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to smoke this one. It's going to go crazy. It was the worst reading of the day. It was like point. Four megabits per second in the Telstra lobby. <laughs> so here's the thing. irony. I, what I did, I drove um, basically in a block around uh, Pitt Street, King Street, kind of uh, up and down Elizabeth or Castle Ray. I was kind of in that, yeah. you know, around Channel 7 Try, and Martin Place. Trying to circle the CBD. I was CBD. trying to circle it and yeah. see where, because I was getting this great speed, so I wanted to kind of track down yeah. this where, where the tower was, where the hotspot is, right? But then I've got this crazy thing down at Liverpool Street. So I think the whole CBD is covered, but I think the problem is it's literally one tower. Mm. And so you might attach to different towers different times because I was getting 50 and 60 as well. Yeah. Right? 110, 100 and this. I got got 97 on George Street. And that's just 4GX. I I got 100. I got 105 walking out of Wynyard Station. That's just 4GX, right? Yeah. That's standard. Still 105. Oh, oh, no, absolutely. But that's that's 4G. As much as that's amazing, that's just 4G. That's not 4G LTE 4x4. No, Cat, Cat 16. Any, anything above 150, I reckon, you, you're absolutely on the gigabit yeah. antennas. So I found it a bit eclectic. I found it a bit hard to get a good signal because yeah. even in the same spot, I couldn't repeat it sometimes. But, like, it, it, even though it's kind of like Field of Dreams here, that you know, if you build it, they're going to come. It's going to oh, happen. No, no. This, so even if you buy this today, they you just wanted to get it launched. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, now, yeah. here's the thing, though. I uh, We've had this, had this thing for a few weeks, right? <clears throat> and I took the thing with me to Bathurst to Canberra because, uh, you know, it's trade secret, um, but I, I do my my radio show primarily from home. I've got a little device that allows me to dial in. Really? Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and, and, and it's great quality. It sounds like I could be there. So it does sound I'm like a, you're there. I'm in a hotel room in Canberra. I'm in a hotel room in Bathurst. Yeah. And here's what I did. I used the, the 4G Telstra... 4G, oh, so that was your because inter- you need an internet, yeah, a Netgear, wired connection. Netgear, no, Netgear Nighthawk M1 mobile router is what I chose to use. I tried the, oh, the hotel Wi-Fi; port. it was okay. I used the I used the mobile router for Wi-Fi; it was good. But what happens? This is a you know, high tech bit of kit. You got to have consistency of voice. It's got to sound good. So I'd notice these little blips now and then. Yeah. So I plugged it in because it's got an Ethernet port. Yes. The Nighthawk M1 has an Ethernet port. I got to tell you, oh my god. Stunning. Yeah. Someone said to me today in my review, they said you should plug your computer in via Ethernet and stand it in Elizabeth Street. You ah, might get more really? because of the Cat Six connection, yeah. right? So Great we have to idea. test that. Right. I'm going to do that tomorrow. But I, I did it again this morning with the with the Comrex uh, and at Channel Nine. I just sat it there on the on the couch, uh-huh. plugged the cable in, mate. This thing is a Brilliant mobile router. Amazing. Forget the word hotspot. That's that hotspot is is the word for slow and low battery portable yeah. hotspots. Because here's the this thing: is a router. I drove to I drove to Narandra. My my nana's not well. I drove all the way out there, <clears throat> and we're talking a whole day driving there and back. So I had the thing in the glove box just as the hotspot mm-hmm. for the car. Because yep. I'm on Vodafone out the bush. Not great. You know, yep. not as good as Telstra. No, no doubt about it. But I want to stream my Apple Music, and I just want to be connected. Mm-hmm. So I just had this thing going all day. It was still a battery when I got home. Yeah. Like the oh, battery oh, you, is phenomenal. I ran three devices on it one whole day. Like I'm talking nine, eight o'clock in the morning till the evening. Yeah. And still had about 35% battery left, which could have run again the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. Great battery. I like the fact it's got a USB port and a USB-C port. Yeah. The USB port can be used to connect... Yeah, if charge you got your files, device? yeah, well, you charge your mobile devices, but you can also or connect, connect a, a hard drive or, or a USB drive that, with the content on it. You can access also the Netgear 
the Netgear app Air that's also app. the the companion app, the AirCard. Yep. And that then allows you to stream your content up to 20 devices. Hmm. So if you need your entertainment, you've got the kids in the back seat, this will sort it out. If they've got their devices, you can stream the content yep. to them. Look, $360 for the device outright, or if you're basically signing up to a Telstra plan over the yeah. $15, you're going to get it for free for the two years. Well, I think the 70, what is it? They've got 70, $70 bucks a month for 20 you, gig. Isn't it 40? No, it's 20. Oh, because it's $45 a month for 10. 45 for 10 and See, 24 20. for 1. 24 for 1, yeah, you might you as well. You wouldn't bother. You might as well just pay the extra to you're get You're going to use a gig in yeah. your first speed In 20 test. seconds, yeah. Warning. <laughs> like you did. Warning. Okay, speed tests are fun. Then what do they use? Ten gig, ten meg to hundred meg per test? Or? Oh, it depends. It, it it is not. It's not the same for every test, right? It depends on how fast the the limit is. Look as at this. What, you, what do you use? The speed test app. Is so what my 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 speed test where I got three hundred and thirteen and and thirty eight up was sixty three meg down, sixty four meg up. Right. So you're basically using. 100, 120 meg per speed test. I used 10 gigabytes, okay? <laughs> That's how many speed tests I did. Good thing you're not paying so for that. So be a bit careful. Well, it's, you know, it's a review unit. Hello. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, be very careful with the speed test, folks. Yes, that will through your data. But, but great uh, price. I think the plans are okay. I yeah, probably, not bad. I would have liked them to come in a bit harder with the data. I would I have liked to be a bit more aggressive. But 70 bucks for 20 gig. Yeah, I don't know. Compare that to what it was five years ago. At, at the launch, they had like a... A landscaping company or some sort of uh, weird company, like a truck company and builders uh, testing this thing, right? Video of it. And I thought, if I'm, so if I'm the foreman and I provide this hotspot for my team, They're I mean... download porn oh, on Yeah, exactly. I don't want them, I don't want <laughs> them streaming stuff, right? Streaming YouTube. So you've got a bit of a balance. That's where you want a bit of, bit of extra data. So I'm Absolutely. Just, yeah, not 100 It's also a travel router too. You can use it to, to channel a, a hotel room connection to your other devices, which ah. is handy. handy little feature. Battery life we've already mentioned is really is pretty cool. Uh, I've said that this uh, the Netgear Nighthawk M1 and the Telstra 4G LTE network are match made in heaven. Oh, Valentine's <laughs> Day too! It, well, it was launched. day after Valentine's, but Day. but it launched right. on Valentine's. That's Day. That's it. There you go. There That's you go. what's so beautiful about it. Isn't that beautiful? Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. And with a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed that you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information... Visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. So, Carpool Karaoke. I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan of James Corden. Oh, I should turn your microphone on. Turn, turn my mic back on, will you, mate? <laughs> Jeez. Two blokes talking tech, isn't it? <laughs> ah, well, I've got control. <laughs> James um, Corden's a genius. genius. In fact, Very I tried to get into his show in L.A., Booked out for months. Should have told me, mate. I could have direct messaged you. Oh, yeah. me on Twitter. Good luck to you. Really? <laughs> he follows everyone on Twitter, though. Oh, uh, yeah, not everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, you get, if you've got a blue tick, that helps, eh? You get the verify. They get you through the door a few, few people. So, you know who follows me? Who's the most famous person I follow you, you reckon? Apart from James Corden. Jimmy Fallon. He follows you, yeah? Yeah. yeah I think the most famous person to follow me. Is Gordon Ramsay? Oh, that's cool. Follows me. Yeah, yeah. And let's we are boasting, but he swears a lot but, too. Geez. But here's <laughs> the thing, right? And the reason for that, just so people know, is when when you've got a blue tick, verified tick, yes. you've got a you've got the ability in your mentions, so the replies, to actually just see the ones that are verified. Yeah. So it actually is easier to kind of rise to the top of those those lists. So that's probably why. But rise to the just top. Just like funny that. and witty. I like that. Absolutely funny and witty. But anyway, anyway I, we digress. James I love Corden. Karaoke. Yes. If anyone hasn't seen it, you're living under a rock, and you're probably not podcasting. Absolutely. So you yeah but um you know he sits the premise is he's he's running late for work he wants to use the carpool lanes he needs someone in the passenger seat he picks up a famous 
celebrity. Could be uh, Adele. It could be the Red Hot Chili Gaga, Peppers. Yeah, could yeah. be anyone. And they they have a great chat. And he's so relaxed and he loves singing. He doesn't. He, he just gets right he's into it. He's a singer. It. He's a performer. Yeah, he's a performer. Yeah. He's, he's not like he's not a recording artist. Let's be clear. He's not. He's got a great voice. Yeah, better than you and I. He but... starred in a great movie called One Chance, where he was a based on a true story of a guy who went on uh, Britain's Got Talent and end up becoming a famous singer. I'm going to Google the name while you're talking good, and I'll good. tell you exactly who it is. So Carpool Karaoke, this is a thing that gets millions and millions and tens of millions of YouTube views. It's actually much more successful on YouTube and the internet than it is on the yeah. Late Late Show, which is on at a million o'clock at night. It's actually 11.30. Which no, is a 12.30. million. 12.30. 12.30 a.m. This yeah. is just, American TV is yeah. crazy. Who's watching TV at 12.30 at night? <laughs> anyway, so here's the crazy thing. Apple have commissioned a series. Apple have commissioned a carpool karaoke, <laughs> carpool karaoke series, and they've just done a done a preview of it. We're talking Will Smith, we're talking Shaq, we're talking Metallica, but it's not always James Corden. To be clear, Ooh. it will be James so Corden in some episodes. It might just be Shaq and some other dude. I didn't recognize John him, Cena was the other could guy. Could be him. Yeah, the wrestler. Is that the one on your story? Whatever. <laughs> you don't even know you put on your website. <laughs> oh, I don't it's, care. It's John's. Well, He's the in picture the on e- Shaq. Look, I'm on EFTM right now. Okay, yeah, so thanks, I'm doing mate. you a big favor there. <laughs> <laughs> it's John Cena. Hang on, I'll do you a massive. <laughs> Go to yes, please. But no, it is uh, the people that you've pictured in your terrific story hmm. is uh, John Cena, the former wrestler anyway, slash action movie star, great, great. and Shaq. We digress. So, but you know who else has been on Carpool Karaoke? Hmm. Tim Cook. Do you remember yes. before the the, yeah, iPhone, was, the latest was, iPhone launch? And this is now why we why that happened, right? Ah. So Apple, so Apple reckon, had in him, the drive that there wasn't film. They no, said James, the deal was already. Can we done. do something, do mate? The or? deal was already done, no doubt about it. So this is going to premiere, and it's only going to be available on Apple Music. So this is a TV show being created on a music app on Apple Music. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not. But this is break a, it to you, is Apple, this official this is yet or hundred percent? It's coming hundred percent official hundred percent from Apple from Apple. They've said it. Yes, confirmed. Pro- confirmed. Okay. You can go to I think iTunes dot com or Apple dot okay. com forward slash Carpool wow. Karaoke. Um, and, and and so there's a there's a video there's a there's a promo. It's all coming to Apple Music. You know, in in a couple of months or something. You know, sign up for your free trial. Yep. And they, there's even one extended video, which is not the one I have on my website, where they actually show the app and, and someone clicks their finger on a, on a little line in the app that says, instead of artists and songs, it says TV and movies. So my question to you is, well, is, is this, Apple creating its own Netflix? Is this the first the first Shot attempt? across the bow. It's, um, well, you know what? There was always speculation that Apple would do this, but not necessarily through Apple Music. The, the, everyone thought this would be a play mm. for Apple TV. Yeah. So... Having it through Apple Music is a, is a little odd because are they? I don't know whether is that the best target group or is it's, that the most users there? Or? Well, for a start, people are paying for it, right? So yeah. they've got the subscription. Yeah. Secondly, if you call it Apple Music and you just say go to the TV and movie tab, it just works and it's all music content for now, right? Yeah. But let's say they commission their own version of Stranger Things, right? <laughs> then what they do is they just add an app to all of our phones called Apple TV and music and movies. Now that may so be that, an extra so that's part of Apple Music, or it may be it may be part of it, or they may branch out in the future. Why would it be part of iTunes? I don't, mate, I I can't begin to tell you why yeah. Apple works the way it does. No, but it's interesting because but they have a little at, bit of cash, so a, they a they could bit, commission tomorrow bit. the entire Netflix library. You know what this is all done, like Netflix and Stan and now Apple Music. It's put power back to TV. Remember before movies were the big thing, everyone, all the big blockbuster Short movies. Content, yeah. Now it's TV shows that are attracting all the attention. Mm. So you, you look at, like everyone's talking about Stranger Things, House of Cards, all these great shows, Billions. Season 2, Episode 1 is already on air. Don't tell me about it. I'm I haven't only, watched I'm it I'm going to let Amanda watch it. Series 1 and but see whether she likes it. you're seeing all these people create, starring in TV shows for your Netflixes mm. and, and stands, as well as creating content, movie-length content, for Netflix, like Adam Sandler's done a couple of movies. Um, Kevin James has starred in some films. Mm. So there's all these, this content that's coming, and Apple, with the influence they've got in the, in the world of entertainment, you know, of course they've got iTunes, they've got uh, you know, access to movies, music stars. Mm. Really interesting uh, the way that this, the direction is. And, and look, I think it's a logical step because they've got, what you want is eyeballs. They've got all these eyeballs and eardrums because it's Apple Music as well. Yeah. They've got all these people waiting for the content. And if they can curate it like they do the music, suit you to a show that you might like, which the others try to do as well. They do that as well. 
They've, they, I think uh, they may be onto Fascinating. something. Fascinating. Fascinating to see how and much it happens and when it happens and how quickly. One one chance, the film starring James Corden, mm. is about Paul Potts. Wow. We're who all, won. We're all the better for he knowing He won this. the uh, Britain's Got Talent and he's now a very famous opera singer. Go watch the Chubby movie. Bloke, that's why James, James Corden is starring in the movie. It is a terrific movie. Two blokes talking tech. Uh, check out the uh, Apple CarPlay, ca- uh, Carpool Karaoke, Apple CarPlay, CarPlay. <laughs> Apple CarPool Karaoke promo uh, right now at eftm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Telstra have been quite busy launching various products and modems and things, and this is uh, another one that they've uh, released, the, the Gateway Frontier. Sounds really majestic. Yes. What, a, what a lovely! It actually what a looks really name. nice too. Yeah, for a modem. Nice. And well, the the whole idea behind this modem is that it's a hybrid modem, so it combines their fixed broadband connection. It also allows you to tap into four G mobile, their four G network. In the event, so that's in one device. In the event that you lose a connection on, say, your fixed mobile, there's an outage or there's some planned maintenance, or yeah. you've just moved into a new house and you haven't got your connection yet. Or there's an outage. There is a connection. Yeah, I've or said, I outage. said that. There's a plan, know, or yeah. a planned maintenance or, or unplanned maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> well, saying. this allows I'm just you. saying it's an interesting product given it their is. issues. Absolutely right. Well, at least they've got you back if you don't have a connection <laughs> yeah, yeah, at home. Yeah. Uh, we we all know what people are like when they can't connect to the internet. Hello, hello. It, uh, but the all... bigger deal for it is is people who rent, for example. Yeah, if you rent uh, and you have to move, some people have to move every six months, twelve months because the you know, lease is up or the landlord's changed, whatever. If you rent, you ring Telstra and say we're moving house. They say, yeah, sure, no worries. We can connect you on the twenty fifth. All right, we've got to wait three weeks, do I? <laughs> they say, but we'll send you a modem now. Plug it in, it'll work. So it's basically the same as the Optus Home uh, wireless broadband product, yes. except it's, it also works as your normal broadband product once it's connected. So you get to your new house, plug it into the power, you plug it into the phone line. The phone line does nothing because the internet's not connected. But the 4G provides your internet, and as soon as the phone line starts providing internet, the 4G stops. If your phone line drops out, your 4G kicks in again. Absolutely. It's brilliant. And it's limited to, to well, when your 4G connection is 6 megabits per second speed, which is pretty good. If, you, uh, if you've if got no internet, it's better than no internet. It's, it's probably faster than a lot of people's fixed broadband today. Uh, 1 megabit per second upload speeds. Hmm. And really handy and affordable too. It's 216 bucks outright or $9 yeah, a month on a 24-month contract. So pretty nice to have that uh, little backup that if in case one of your services is out. I think it's a great idea. I'm not sure how big the market is for it, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I think they'll offer it to people as another solution for the, you know, people pick up the thing, oh, my God, I've got to wait three weeks. They go, no, no, it's a cool game. Okay, uh, relax. Okay. So they've got a basic way of um, placating yeah. people who are upset. But also see, it fits into, like Telstra's had this uh, this 2020 strategy where they're saying that they're going to invest in more converged products so that they'll use both fixed and mobile parts of the business. And this right. is, I think, one of the first products that that's actually done that yeah, with. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that just feels like a big yeah, but G up to we me. We were talking about the M1 two minutes ago and – Look at the speeds it can achieve, greater than speeds than the NBN and, and other, part, other other networks. Mm. So that that could be potentially something that you get a choice. You, you want to have a, a hybrid connection. Oh, and let's be clear. This thing on the 4G runs at 6 meg and 1 up. That's so it's right. pared down. Well, that's right. But imagine in the future, they want, they want to ra- you know, ramp this up, turbocharge it a bit. Yeah. There's an option. Imagine if you're a Telstra customer in five years – I haven't got I'm not haven't got fiber to my home, but here here's the 4G LTE or 5G network that's part of your hybrid package. Whatever's whatever is the fastest connection you can you can use. All right, two bucks talking tech. It's an interesting product. I, I'm not sure it's for us, but it's it's certainly for a, for a target market. A Telstra don't make these things for fun. They not. they know their audience. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Three things happened this week with Apple Pay. Firstly, two new banks came on board. Yep. Or coming I, on board this ING month. ING Direct. ING it? Direct and Macquarie Bank. Our, our friends at Macquarie Bank. Is Macquarie Bank? just for rich people or what does it deal uh, with that? Other, other okay. normal, normal mortals use mortals? them as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're like the Millionaires Club, aren't they? I don't That's know. That's just the people They do own there. the airport. Is that right? Macquarie Bank that owns Sydney yeah. Airport. Yeah. Can I get some That's, Is that parking? why parking's so expensive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, there'll definitely be Apple Pay at the at the at, at the car park. I do valet. That is expensive. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Nothing less, mate. For, listen, Norm. For tea long. You go to the Virgin Premium Valet when you pull up. You're not a Virgin, mate. You got to you, you get Qantas the crappy Plat- Qantas experience. I'm Qantas Platinum, baby, mate. You don't get you don't get the yeah. same experience. Mate. You do. You, I, excuse no, me. Please. Excuse me. Okay. Qantas Platinum. I get picked up from home in a limo and taken to the airport. You're talking international. I'm talking for okay. a domestic flight okay. to Melbourne. I drive to a door. Okay. And I walk into the door. There's a security. There's a single line security just for Quanta, for, for Virgin uh, frequent flyers. And you go through security straight in the lounge. Never have to mingle with the plebs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shout out to yeah. Norm. Good luck, to you Norm. Always, Does he listen to the podcast? Mate, I, I think he might listen to me on um, on TUE. Yeah, right. But maybe I'll. So how's his the how's his therapy going? Is it all right? Oh, why are you being like that? <laughs> I'm only joking. Anyway, mate. how do we get talking about that? Because we uh, were Macquarie Bank, Macquarie right. Bank at <laughs> the airport. Random. Yeah, we just... so two new banks coming on board this this week. Um, uh, Apple announced that um, Australians are transacting more with Apple Pay. Is that a word? Than anywhere in the world, transacting, yeah. doing transactions on average. On average, we are Apple no, Pay in a, in a set period. Yeah. So over, I think it was December, over the month of December or the quarter. We use more. We we transacted more. We bought a lot of stuff yeah, with Apple Pay than any other country in the world. Now, to be clear, a transaction we mean a purchase of a product because yes. in Japan, on average, though, on average per in, the population in in Japan, is it per average? It's a per, yeah, I think it is. I'm going to double check that while you're in Japan. To you can tap and go like for your Opal card. So they they, they use Australians on average use Apple Pay more than any other country in the world. With many cases of customers switching banks, so they can enjoy the service. In, That's in, delightful pros off the Tech Guide website. In Japan, you can tap and go your Opal card for the for transit. So they use yeah. Apple Pay more, but uh-huh. we transact more now. Yes. Um, that's that's a big deal because Absolutely. in Australia we've only got one major bank using the bloody thing. Which brings me to yes. the third thing that happened this but week. Just to be Apple clear Pay. though, we've got ANZ, yep. American Express, yep, and Macquarie, a bunch of crappy little banks. ING. Sydney Credit Union, which I use up and play with. Bank. Oh, come on, mate. Yeah, there's all these, the, the, the Cuscall financial institutions, all, yeah, okay. all those. There's, there's 40 banks. That's great. But they're, really, but they're, they're credit, but the they're credit unions and all that. Yeah. Of the big yeah. four. The big three are still, so what we've of got, Commonwealth 90% Bank. 90% of accounts. Commonwealth Bank. Commonwealth Who Westpac, announced a $4.6 billion profit today. Yep. Commonwealth, Westpac, uh, uh, National, Australia, National Bank. Australia Bank. St. George is obviously a spin-off. St. George of is on the edge. And yep. Bendigo Bank, right? Those are the five that are holding out. So people will so, know. Sorry, are they part of the group that are uh, chatting to the A Triple C? So people will know I'm well opinionated on this, but they're, they're the group that applied to the A Triple C to act as a cartel, to act in a group negotiations with but Apple without the, over, without the drugs over the cartel access. But that's what it's called. It's actually called yeah. a cartel, right? Yeah. In A Triple C terminology. So yeah. they wanted access to the NFC chip and they wanted to ne- negotiate the fees. They have after the A Triple C ruled against them. In their draft ruling, they have decided not to pursue the fees issue and basically well, accepted that the fees and that's fair enough. Like Apple, so, ha- why should you pay more because you're using Apple Pay? Exactly, that's fair enough. So they're going to just take their lump there, take exactly. the medicine, and they're doing okay. Yes, so four point six so billion. They're now, they've now applied to the AAC to collectively bargain with Apple over access to their NFC chip. And you people are insane. Yeah, but it gets interesting though, mate. It it's gets not, interesting here stupid. because you think about what's happening here. And look, I'm, I'm on the fence with this because Apple Pay wouldn't be able to be used without the infrastructure and the terminals that the banks provided. They're not the only ones that provide those things. But, There's independent but, payment terminals that well, provide okay, that. Okay, but all the the, the what's the, the what's that the, got to do with no, NFC? But, well, the back end, the what's back that end got of the system. Well, nothing. But no, well, nothing. the NFC triggers the whole thing. But the back end of it, what gets from the iPhone to the bank? That road was built yeah. by the banks, and that's why the banks clip the ticket on the transaction. Of course, right? so of that, course, they get their clip whenever we use their technology. So right? to be clear, the banks want to access the NFC chip and the information in the same way they'd be able to access a credit card if it was used in the same way. Correct or not correct? Because Apple Pay doesn't share credit card information, personal information. So is that what the banks want? The Commonwealth Bank want to be able to have a Commonwealth Bank app that uses the NFC chip. They want to so have, it doesn't use Apple Pay. That's correct. So they want to. Uh, so they don't want access to the information. They want to access access the hardware. That's correct. To make their own Apple Pay, their own their iPhone own transaction, app, right? And yeah. and their argument is Google have done it. All Android phones allow this. Good. 
But the Apple. So it's not to access information about no, the no, no. user. They just want access to the NFC chip. So so let's now put this in in world space. Three, I thought they wanted to access the information. That was three one thing. Pissy little Aussie banks think they can get Apple to completely and utterly change their view on how their hardware works globally because they want access to it. Yeah. Stupid. It'll never happen. And you know what? Yeah. The ACCC will probably grant them the right. To do it? Yes. To, to, to negotiate. No, the Apple not, will not, never allow no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah. The ACCC is only ruling on whether or not they can negotiate with Apple. Ah. So the ACCC might say, yes, you can negotiate together with Apple. And then Apple will sit them down in a boardroom and say, stick it's it. It's our way or the highway. Exactly. Yeah. Because I won't tell you what Trevor did with his fingers <laughs> then. <laughs> but it, Apple will say, eh, look, let, let's face it. Apple's got a lot of power in the, like, look at when they introduced the iPhone. Yeah. Okay. When the telcos sat down with Apple, and normally the power rested with the telcos, with any other, with any other manufacturer, and and before the iPhone became a thing, mm-hmm. the telcos had the power. The telcos were telling companies, "We want you to build this sort of phone, and we'll put it on our network." Yeah. When the iPhone came out, the balance of power shifted. Apple suddenly had control here. Apple now called the shots. So. It's kind of a my way or the highway type approach that Apple have, and and a big enough and powerful enough to do. Will that work in the banking with the banks? Is it going to happen? No, absolutely not. So Apple will because not get their way. Every American bank, every English. No, no, bank no. no. So, but you're you're agreeing with me. So you're saying Apple? Yeah. Oh, will, sorry. Yes. They, they will. They will have their still correct. That you're not going to tamper with the way because, we do things. And I, I, Genuinely mean this, not because I, I hate the banks. I, I love the banks. You I hate just the wish banks? I just I You just, actually switched you were one of the people who switched correct. banks to get Apple Pay. And I'm one of the people who wrote to the ACCC and said, Here's how I feel about this. And let me tell you folks, I reckon the twenty or thirty people, individuals, not companies with a vested interest, who wrote to the ACCC helped make their decision. I think people should make an application to the ACCC. All you do is send an email. Mm-hmm. And say, dear ACCC, I think this. I'm not going to tell you what to think, but you tell them what you think. Yeah. Now, my, my argument, and I'm going to write back to the ACCC, is, again, what these banks are asking for is to create multiple wallets on my phone. Mm. Not I, happen. I carry one wallet in my pocket. What I want to do is, create, is, is replicate that wallet on my phone. So why on earth would I want a St. George app and a Commonwealth Bank app because I happen to have a St. George card and a Commonwealth Bank card? Yeah, but truly, surely, the Commonwealth Bank and these other banks know that, A, not everyone owns an iPhone. B, you still got a credit card. You can still pay for stuff in the other way. Commonwealth is still going to get their three cents or whatever it is if someone makes an Apple Pay transaction. Might might not be the eight cents they got before or if someone used a card. Is, am I right? That's still the case, isn't it? This is the point, right? The banks don't lose out, but what they want is they want people staying in their apps. They're, they're, they're completely deluded in their thinking. They think people want to use their app. No, no, people just want to tap and go. They want to do it quick. They just want to get it over with. And you've got to remember, Apple Apple's reasoning on the NFC, by the way, is that they, they run the NFC through their secure the secure chipset yeah. on their phone, security, which yeah. is you know the most high secure part of the phone. And they also have a system where, you know, your store cards, your loyalty cards can be integrated. So when you're at Woolworths in theory, or Walgreens in the US, yes. you go, I'm tapping my phone. And in one tr- one tap, you're tapping both your store card and your payment card. Yeah. Well, I, why do I want to flick between yeah, apps exactly to do right. that? Exactly right. The banks but are idiots. The, the feeling on this is quite strong. And, and I'm sure you had a similar reaction when you wrote your story. Like on my Facebook, my Tech Guide Facebook page... Of, like some of the comments said, when when is when is the Commonwealth Bank going to do it? When St George Bank St George Bank still living in the past? I've been with Apple Pay since ANZ first came out with it. Uh, another one he said, I, I was with Westpac for forty four years and I've switched to ANZ to get Apple Pay. Yeah, this is the these are readers of mine that are saying what we're thinking that yeah. that we well, they want Apple Pay. Absolutely, yeah. I just think the banks are deluded and they're wasting we're wasting so much money on legal fees. And I encourage well, they're not to short submit. of a dollar, are they, the banks? Four point nine billion, the Commonwealth made. Yeah. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Trevor, great news. Formula One season starts. No, soon. the footy season is back, baby. That's Charity amazing. Shield. News. Charity Shield this week. Oh my god! Let's go! I'm so glad the footy's back. Charity Shield, yeah. Charity Shield, charity. This, yeah, this <laughs> Sunday, 4 p.m. ANZ Stadium in the centre line seats. You'll find me and my family and friends watching the mighty Rabbitohs go around. But 
that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Telstra and their new live apps for the NRL, the AFL, and the netball. And this is a big part. If you're a Telstra customer, you get access to these these passes or one pass. You choose yeah. one pass. And you'll be able to watch every game on your device, so mobile and tablet only, no air, no air no, playing, no, yeah. no Chromecasting because the TV rights belong to other, other companies. And you'll be able to watch all your games on your mobile. But the, the breaking news this year is that you get all three sports. You don't choose one. You get them all. The, you, well, if you're a Telstra customer, Last year, free, I thought you can only choose one. No, my, okay. maybe, maybe I read it wrong. Even better. Yeah, no. Well, we should clarify. But point um, is, though, that mm. Telstra is really they've re- like things are Massive. ramping up. Like yeah. over during the semi final series, there were like record numbers of people streaming, and now with access to the networks and people have devices, they're predicting that more than three million streams each round between the NRL and the AFL. Three stream, three million streams per round. That's a lot of people watching yeah, on their devices. And the thing is, though, and I had a chat with um, with Todd Greenberg. That, oh, I had him on my Tech Guide podcast, but he was saying that this is such an important part of the, of of watching sport nowadays. We watch sport in real time. It's not like the you, you talk about it the day after it near the water cooler. People are talking about it as it happens. And now with this, with these apps, you can actually watch games. If you're not there, you can watch it, so you're not going to miss a thing. But even people. People that are at the game, I've seen watching the game or looking at the stats, oh, yeah. accessing the information while they're at the game. So there's that second screen experience happening at the game as well as people watching Mate, on, at home. The, the stream numbers, well, remember they published them at the end of last year. Yeah. When, I'm glad they did that. We talked about it at the time. I hope they do that regularly, if not at least yeah. one big burst. Well, their stat was that in 2016 September, which mm. was semi-final month, 3.8 million fans watched the NRL and AFL games on their mobile devices. That's a lot. Amazing. More, there were more people watching AFL than NRL, but there were some. they're pretty impressive stats. And if that's any indication, 2017 is going to be a cracker. And I think, and, and I should remind people, it's not just limited to Telstra customers, by the way. If you're a non-Telstra customer, you can still access yeah, the NRL. Yeah, you've got to pay 90 bucks. Yeah, you've got to pay your fee, or you can pay monthly if you don't want to, if you, you don't want to go the yearly fee. But uh, they've improved it. The NRL one has been improved so that you can actually uh, view the bunker decisions as well now. You couldn't oh. on the previous one. That's riveting television, oh, watching wow. someone look at a video monitor. But Dude, still, it's all yeah. part of the theatre of the game. Uh, AFL as well, I think you can personalise what sort of news and even personalise the clubs you want to hear from if you're a Collingwood yeah. supporter or whatever. You can personalise a bit more. And netball is now in the frame as well. So you can watch live games on your device, but also on Telstra TV. Yes. So you can watch live netball, and that's a growing sport. It's a massive sport in Australia. Yeah. You can watch that live on Telstra TV. Interestingly, you can't do that with the NRL and AFL because the TV rights belong to Channel 9 and Fox. Well, Channel 9 has the netball as well, but not every yeah. game, and that's, that's what right. they've done. So so really interesting, and obviously you can't uh, the, the the biggest device you can watch it on would be the iPad Pro twelve point yeah, nine inch. So that's yeah. the biggest screen you could watch. Still pretty good. That's bloody excellent. Kick back watching that if the stream's good quality. Totally. Details techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Stephen, uh, after the abuse, are we of- already up to the minute reviews, mate? That's gone so fast. I don't want to break to you. You're about to turn into a pumpkin. Okay. <laughs> the, um, do, they, do they close the distributor after midnight? Or is that open after the midnight? Tolls are five times. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wonder my toll gets re- <laughs> Every time I come here, it's a toll refresh. You get an extra my stamp tag. on your passport. Yeah, good on you. The uh, After the abuse we received last week. Abuse, um, really? Over you. A total of one. how many people? Just me. Yeah, okay. Um, I was disgusted <laughs> that you only came only with one. one. I've got review. two of you this week. I've got two. Well, it is time for Minute Reviews. You can kick it off with a great little speaker from our mates at Braven. The Braven 405. This is a tough Bluetooth speaker now. They, they know a thing or two about making rugged speakers, and the 405 is a great example of that. This is a compact speaker. It's about 15 centimetres wide, uh, really portable, can fit in your bag, in your back pocket if you have to. Uh, it, it's rubberized, rugged housing, also waterproof. So if this, oh. this has got an IP67 rating, which can go to a depth of one metre. But the thing about that, if it hits the water, it actually floats. Wow. So don't worry about it sinking. Hey, that's it's cool. going to float. It's a floater. 
<laughs> what colour is it? There's mate? a floater. No, there's all various colours, and brown isn't one brown of them. Isn't, one there's of them. Uh, orange and blue and black and green and all these other colours. Is there like a murky green no. slash yellow? No, for there's these, not. For the babies? No. There's not. There isn't. But uh, look, it's a. Don't expect it for this to be a, a, a Bose SoundLink three quality sound. It's it's impressive sound. Not going to have the bass and all that quality from the much more expensive speakers, but a great companion. For to hear your music with with decent clarity, uh, there's a way you can also charge your mobile device through it as well. The 405's got a 21 hour 2100 milliamp hour battery, so plenty of power for about 24 hours of playback. 129.95. Check it out, techguide.com.au. And Stephen, in the in the midst of the retro stuff going on in the world, we happening. haven't even mentioned the Nokia. It's all um, happening. But the uh, the Nintendo, you've got uh, a nice little retro console yeah, from Atari. This is the Atari Flashback Seven, and no doubt, after what we saw with the classic, the Nintendo Classic Mini NES, which you've got around here somewhere, haven't you? No, I gave it away. Oh, there you have it. Well, on the strength of that. I think Atari thought, hang on a God, minute, we've got to get into it. We've got to get into this. And the Atari Flashback 7, which is a little mini version of the console. Remember the console with the, with oh, the yeah. wood, wood grain yeah, wood the front grain, yeah. and the, the joysticks with the button on the corner there? They've made a, a small version of that. You can connect it to your TV. 101 games on board. That's the big thing. The Nine, Nintendo's only got 30. That's right. 99.99, and it's from EB Games, JB Frogger Hi-Fi, Targa. He's one of them. Frogger. They did a Seinfeld episode about Frogger. I know, I'm well aware. They've also got Asteroids, Space Invaders. Centipede, all the classic games. There's 101 of them. I've listed Slippery all of them. Slippery Pete, not required for the Frogger. Slippery Pete. <laughs> that, that is Frogger's remember part he was, of it. You remember he just... was the guy with the holes in Seinfeld? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. What, what's, he's you had a great memory. George is drawing the map of the pizza shop because <laughs> it was a pizza shop they went to. As, and he didn't want to lose fella. his high score. Yeah. And, and he's, he's drawing a map, and, and the Slippery Pete goes, What are those? He goes, It's the outlet. He goes, What's that? And it's Slippery power. Pete's the electrician. He goes, yeah. The outlet. He goes, the holes, the plug. He goes, oh, the holes. <laughs> and he's an He's an electrician. Yeah. That filled him with confidence. I love him. But the Atari, that day, Atari. Flash. Like an old man <laughs> returning, returning soup. soup in a deli. Yeah, yeah. I liked at the end of that speech when he was a hero. He goes, you know, everyone, we had tears streaming down our faces. And it was at that moment I decided to tell her I was not, not a marine, marine biologist. biologist. So what did you do? She said, to go to hell. And I got the bus home. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, Atari Flashback 7, 99 99 Oh, that's it. Oh, sorry. That's it. Done. I completely ruined your minute review. <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and uh, Stephen Fennec. This would make a good TV show. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back with episode 288 next week before we jet off to Barcelona and we'll do a podcast from the... Shores of the Medi- is that Mediterranean? What, 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 I don't know. What, what's the, <laughs> it what's is the, the Mediterranean. Water, yeah, the Mediterranean, yeah. <laughs> it is. Are we going to be on the shores the of the Mediterranean, are we? I thought we were going to be at the FIRA. Isn't that what they call the, oh, the convention we, of the FIRA? We could do it there, but oh, it's just so blase. Yeah. You want to walk along the beach, hold my hands and do the podcast? Is that what you want to do? Is, it's <laughs> like, what, what, the, the, uh, the impression I got was that no, on the sands of the Mediterranean, you sort of... You built quite a like a romantic theme around that, but okay. maybe we, you can try that with someone else. We mate. might use Skype next week. <laughs> Don't want to be with you. It's all good, mate. It's all not well, that there's anything wrong with that. To quote <laughs> Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. We'll be back next week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, Stephen. Uh, talk to you then. You will. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.